Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. Prosecco. So this is just Italian champagne, right? Not exactly. While it may not have the same prestige that other sparkling wines have, that does help to make it more affordable. So let's pop the cork and see how these bubbles taste as we have a drink. Drink the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Fraser, and I'm Christopher Walker. <laughs> and we're all just along for the ride on all the, <laughs> the technical up, difficulties. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. Uh, so, how's everybody been doing? Tired. Uh, Turns out, uh, getting up to crack a dawn to go drinking uh, can can take a toll on you. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine. Nope. I have no experience with that. Never. <laughs> None at all. Yeah. Um, but we did finally get uh, all boxes in our apartment taken care of. Like <laughs> that's a lie. There's, there's there's a box. There's literally a box. So don't take but, this from me right now. Like it's there's all I, this space. <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't hear that for a second. So I thought you said don't burp at me right now, <laughs> and like that's how Chris responds when he's disbelieving of something. Just uh. I mean, that's what our son much. does actually. <laughs> Randomly starts uh, yeah, burping. I'm, Me and Emmett burp I, and fart at each other. That's just how this goes. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. It's not enough hours to do unpacking when after work you just kind of want to collapse and. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Preach. Know those feels. <laughs> yeah. So I did. Uh, we, there was a Fourth of July that happened. Oh yeah, yeah. So I had to work. Say in it was which, so much fun. In which we hated fireworks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I've discovered I am uh, the Grinch who wants to steal the Fourth of July. Um, <laughs> it take their whiz bangers, their their pop poppers, <laughs> because their, when when their you get whirly up, doolers <laughs> and their sparkly bammers. When you get up at uh, two a.m. to go to work, and you also have an infant, you hate the uh, the assholes next door shooting off fireworks right outside your window. Mm-hmm. All through the night, you just want to strangle him. But miraculously, yeah. nothing woke him up, and we're just like, you know what? Cool. <laughs> so they're really just annoyed there, us. There was a letter on my thing that, uh, uh, or an email or something that was sent to us that said, like for my new apartment complex, it said, please remember that no fireworks are to be fired during the Fourth of July. You can go up somewhere else. And I went, <laughs> you mean I don't have to like basically live in Da Nang? <laughs> For oh no, we the, we were nineteen seventy something. We were in the middle of the Tet Offensive down here. It was, uh, but Charlie uh, was everywhere. I, uh, after I got off work that day, because it was only like a half day for me, uh, 
I sent a text to a friend of mine. He's like, oh, yeah, they were having like a dunk tank down at Ethereal. Plus, they had some new stuff that was going to be on tap. And I went, all right, so we're meeting there? Yeah, okay. <laughs> but was the tank full of beer? No. No, it was full of... By the end of the night, I'm pretty sure they had tipped over to more sweat than beer. Yeah. Uh, than water. You, you say was... sweat. We all know it was urine. <laughs> but it was... Uh, uh, it was still it was still pretty fun. Uh, one of my friends that worked down there, he uh, uh, he got put in the tank for a bit. They're like, "Oh, throw him at him!" I'm like, "You you don't need to see my lack of athleticism. <laughs> We're good." <laughs> so, yeah, I, I would I would end up missing and then like hitting the person in the head who's like waiting to be dunked. Yeah, uh, but while we were there, they they did have some special stuff out. They had a uh, coconut brown ale that was so so coconutty, hmm. like. It was like I was licking the in like someone had cracked open a coconut and I'm just there going. Uh, That'd be good in a brown ale. Yeah. Uh, and then they also had a uh, mango hazy IPA kind of thing. Hmm. You should not drink that while you still have coconut coating your tongue. Okay. Turns out the two of those together make a tomato. Mango and coconut a, make tomato. Unexpected. Because I, I drank a bit uh, for my, when my friends had so I was like, here, let me try. I'm tasting tomato. And I looked down. It's probably that coconut. And he's like, well, I just tried a sip of yours. Let me see. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is like this is like low-grade miracle fruit. <laughs> so it was th- th- that part was a little weird. But they, they had some pretty good stuff on there. Also, apparently, there's a side, uh, cidery that opened up near there as well. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. Not like uh, not like pivot. Pivot, pivot that oh, initially yeah, yeah. started doing it. We're doing ciders, and they went, "We're doing beer." <laughs> uh, why? We're doing ciders all the fun. time. It's like you go ahead and try and source apples all year. Mm. Yeah, uh, but then after that, I stopped by our my my local brew burger near ish to where I live. I was like, "Oh, I haven't eaten in a while. Let's let's get some food in me. Get some food." At the end of the meal, they're like, "Oh, could we tempt you with a with a cheesecake?" And that's when I realized I'm the weakest man when it comes to. <laughs> Being offered cheesecake, and I'm like, yes, yes, you can. Tempt away. Also, bring me a, a, a that Hendrix gin in a martini form. And so I'm sitting there eating cheesecake and a martini and drinking a gin martini, and I just send Casey a text, and he's just like, "Who are you right now?" And as, as I'm sipping the martini, I go, the, "The the the bougie neighborhood has gotten to me." You are the That's bourgeoisie. It it's. <laughs> It didn't take long. Uh, Look, I'm telling you, they don't allow fireworks because they're afraid <laughs> it'll rile the French peasants up. <laughs> a bunch of ladies will come storming this this neighborhood. And they'll... Jeez. <clears throat> Look, they'll bring the guillotine with them. They'll come with their torches, and they're going to be dragging everyone out. Just how it's going to go. I'm telling you, it's only a matter of time. On that note. Yes. On that note. Uh... <laughs> Moving on to our standings and our, 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 our slow demise. Welcome to Movie Draft Minute, presented by DiamondClub.tv for the week of July 1st, 2019. I'm your host, Big Voice Jay, brought to you by America, a free country where every man can do as his wife pleases. Let's go to the scoreboard. 
team game nights in last place with $208.8 million. Team Devon Squad's in fifth place with $292.9 million. Team Drunk Edge Gaming is in fourth place with $303.4 million. Team Virtual Misery gets $39 million from Spider-Man Far From Home and third place with $612.6 million. Team Have a Drink is in second place with $773.9 million. And in first place with $1,235.2 million, it's Team Movie Party. Well, that's your Stream Team Movie Draft Minute. All told is a record as of July 3rd, 2019. Yeah. Um, so third. Third. Third, third place. place. Strong third. Strong third. Look, we, did, gonna... we, we, we dropped the ball on this one. Okay. That's fine. Like, we, we played a good game. And we didn't have any mistypes that lead to us being stuck in last place again. Every time they say that he says the title or the title, the um, the total for first place, I'm just like, oh, my God. Makes you a little <laughs> sick, doesn't it? As soon as I hear billion, I'm just like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because like, no yeah, as we were this. sitting there, I was like, as going through it. I was like, okay, what game might sure to have some. Oh, that's right. They spent sixty nine dollars on what was it? A useless thing. Uh, it's in the wasn't thing. a dog's journey, but oh, it might as well have been. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. It <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't uh, the one before that. It was because this this has been a recurring theme at this point. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I need to know now. <laughs> I'm trying to wait for something to load. You just go on. You'll you'll hear me shout <laughs> loudly when I. Yes, but uh, so it's been a good it's a good a good season. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't perfect, but you know we did win the previous season, so it's it's like well you know you, you got to give it give it a break there. Uh, we we um, long shot, long shot. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I yeah. I think it's going to be interesting. Like obviously they'll still I, I assume still do a winter one. Winter is going to be okay. No spoilers. I'm just I'm just saying it's going to be a good. It's going to be very interesting. Plus, is there? Plans are already afoot. Is the um, next Star Wars coming out, too? We will give you an answer off the air. <laughs> we right. will not discuss strategy on air. All right. Well, in that case, we have some batches to talk about. Get riggedy, riggedy, Rexa! I thought you said batches at first, and I was like, we have whole batches of beer to talk about? Oh. I mean. Kind of. <laughs> Casey has been hard at work. <laughs> He's got to put those twins to work. So just uh, in case you're wondering, uh, been we've been recording some patron stuff recently, and if you need you you're just dying to get an update from Casey on on how things are going. He 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 turned up when we're like, oh yeah, we're gonna be recording this for some patron stuff. He 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 was suddenly available. He was like, oh no, the children are gone. <laughs> Do this now, while I can see people. Tell me what the outside world is like. <laughs> but no, our first up in Untapped is. Uh, uh, Green Zebra, wildly available. For the third year in a row, founders' employees were asked to submit their portfolios for a chance to create a label for the, our latest beer brewed to benefit art prize. Green Zebra. With his striking and intense use of color, Dimension Taproom Barback, Jason Weishart was selected. Okay, The resulting label perfectly suits the bright lively nature of the Gosa style ale with a brood with watermelon and sea salt. And it looks as if the green man from green man brewing was a zebra. Yeah. yeah. I remember that beer tasting like garbage. What? Green zebra is awesome. I don't, I don't remember liking it at all. 
don't remember. Like I, well, I don't know, remember. I can't recall the last time I had it, but I don't remember liking it. Well, they say it's delightfully t- uh, tart and slightly sweet. This ale is our refreshing take on the easy drinking fruit beer. Pairs well with warm days, never ending sunshine. So, like a warm day in Alaska, hmm. which yeah. it gets ninety degrees or there Finland. now. Yeah. No, yeah. green zebra literally tastes like someone put salt on a piece of watermelon. See, that's my jam. Well, that's that's why I'm like, I don't know where you're getting you hate it. I swear Maybe I don't remember sh- liking it. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. Either way. Possibly. Um, now I'm intrigued enough to like, well, there is a badge. I could go get well, perhaps some. we could go to <laughs> Hopcat and get one. Yes. Also, I love this Hopcat badge so much. Like the design, just the best. I see. Like Icy nights. 80s wonderfulness. Um, so it's Hopcat Summer of Meow. <laughs> no, no. It's it's Hopcat Icy Nights. <laughs> kind of. Uh, so summer is here, and our friends at Hopcat have a new badge to celebrate. With the hot weather coming, it's already here, uh, there is nothing cooler than enjoying a wheat beer to quench your thirst. With their wide selection of wheats on draft and in bottles, Hopcat offers plenty of ways to beat the heat this summer. So check into any three wheat beers, that's uh, wit beer, wheat wine, wheat beer, other, <laughs> American pale wheat, crystal weissen, hefeweizen, hefeweizen light, why would you do that, and dunkelweizen, uh, at a Hopcat location to unlock the Summer of Meow badge during the month of July. Meow. Now, now see here. <laughs> I think it's a great idea to have this kind of badge. And it's like, it. I forget, I always forget all the locations that they have, and it's like mm-hmm. all of Michigan. Uh, yeah. Two in Kentucky, which mm-hmm. I'm still a little resentful that there still isn't one in Cincinnati, but whatever. There's not going to be because we've got them everywhere else around us. That's dumb. Yeah. And you also have you have enough places to get beer there. Let me have this. But we don't have places <laughs> to get crack fries. They can't call them crack fries anymore. What? Why? Because it says crack. Well, but and the fish and chips with the crack fries. Because they oh don't use God. real crack. The fish and the fish and chips have changed like four times. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I, it's, it, every time I've been and gotten it, it's been a different way of giving me fish and chips, and I'm like, that's all right. <laughs> so, so I just keep having to like it's Russian roulette when I go. Sometimes I'm like, okay, what will I get this time? That's unfortunate. It's, sometime it's gonna you're gonna go in there. And it's just gonna be a whole raw fish. <laughs> like the, the fishmonger is even gonna come out there wearing the big rubber gloves <laughs> and just slap the ice covered fish down on the plate. And then pour a bag of Lay's on top. <laughs> and I went, guys, I appreciate you going this far for this joke, but uh, seriously, clean this up. <laughs> All right. <sighs> on that note, uh, <laughs> speaking of weird things, uh, we yeah. also had some weird stuff in the news this week. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. As you may have heard, uh, Jim Beam had a light industrial accident. I mean... Again, smell the peanuts from here. They're just roasting. So, yeah, uh, we kind of talk about in the news episode, uh, we hint around the total tally of bourbon lost in the past year. It's kind of staggering. Yeah. And uh, also, there's also uh, an agave plant who who is not having any ED problems. Nope. Plus, uh, uh, nope. Lost the third thing. So you you go watch you go have a listen and find out. All right. And Prosecco. Been on that drunk. Seeking 
Not yet, but I, th- I think my my uh, mixing was slightly off. I needed I needed more prosecco, less juice. So mm. we're slowly rectifying the situation. <laughs> it's it's uh like the first time I made a rum and coke, and I poured about you know half a bottle of rum into a big gulp cup, and then uh, the rest in coke, and it went. I'm not tasting anything yet until I got to the bottom. <laughs> Found it. <laughs> well, we're not talking about rum and cokes today. We're talking about Prosecco. Uh, that, that sparkling wine of Italia. The first known mention of the name Prosecco is attributed to Englishman uh, Fines Morrison. Sure. Sounds right. Uh, although he used the spelling of Prosecco with an H. Uh, it's okay. He spells Morrison with a with a Y, so who can trust his spelling? Uh, Morrison re- uh, visiting the north of Italy in uh, 1593 notes: "Historia uh, is divi- uh, divided into Forum Julii and Historia pro- uh, properly so called. Here grows wine uh, Puccinium, now called Prosecco, much celebrated by Pliny the Elder." claiming that this is the same wine enjoyed way back then. Hmm. Uh, he places Prosecco among the famous wines of Italy, uh, and up until the 1960s, Prosecco's sparkling wine was generally rather sweet and barely distinguishable from the Asti wine produced in Piedmont. Since then, the production techniques have improved, leading to the higher quality of wines produced today, uh, according to 2000. Eight New York Times report Prosecco rose sharply in popularity in markets outside of Italy, with global sales growing by double-digit percentages in 1998, aided by its also comparatively low price. Mm. Uh, yeah, it turns out when you can just like, oh man, I, I, I want some sparkling wine for this, but I don't want to spend $9 billion on, yeah. on champagne. When it's like, oh, I want champagne, and you see the price, you're like, I don't want champagne, but I want something close to that. Prosecco sitting right next to it going, hey man, got you covered. It's going like, Bongiorno. <laughs> Pretty much. That's, that that kind of spells it all out. Essentially, If you can get an Italian wine that doesn't speak any Italian. <laughs> oh God, I want to I go to Italy, make a Prosecco, and name it Bongiorno. <laughs> <laughs> then just watch oh. as I get as I get brutally killed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm pretty uh, sure you can't even watch that movie in Italy. <laughs> just for those scenes. <laughs> they just banned it because of that. I speak third most Italian. Uh, anyway, uh, it was introduced to the mainstream U.S. markets in 2000 by Mionetto. Mionetto? Yeah. Which is now Ow. the largest importer of Prosecco. It was also reported an incredible growth trend in 2008. Consumption also ballooned in the UK, where it became popular in the mid-2010s. Uh, the biggest export market for Prosecco, coming fully one quarter of all Italian products. Whoa. So, yeah. let, let's look at these time frames. It really makes me feel old when we're talking. I'm like, wait, what? In the 2010s, it says? In the 2010s in the UK? Uh. Like that's, that's that's almost over. Yeah. Oh God. This is feel, feeling old here, guys. It's like no, that this was been in our lifetimes. Yeah, I don't need this. <laughs> yeah. 
No, we could drink for most of this lifetime, most of this period they're talking about here. Yeah, that's that's also the scary, scary part of this. <laughs> so uh, let's let's get down to the uh, the big showdown with this uh, champagne. How does versus how does Prose- champagne compare? Champagne versus prosecco. I thought I was trying to find a way to butcher how to say it, but you're like, you know, if you're trying to do it phonetically, you're just going to come across the same. So yeah. it kind of kind of doesn't work. So prosecco. Prosecco. Prosecco uh, is just, it, it hurts me to say it that way. <laughs> it's just one type of sparkling wine, like champagne. Sparkling wine has four levels of sweetness. The level of sweetness of the wine will be printed directly on the bottle. These levels are... Circles e- of hell. <laughs> extra brute. This is the driest kind of sparkling wine you can buy. Uh, in this type of sparkler, the yeast has eaten absolutely all the sugar... So there is a complete absence of it in the wine. Uh, Brute, not the IPA, but where the IPA gets its name. Uh, this is the most popular type of sparkling wine. The wine industry, uh, wait, the wine is dry, but uh, there's just a hint of sweetness. You're getting a little because, again, they left. They didn't let it all ferment out. So I don't know why. I can't explain why my brain did this, but you said the wine is dry, and I flashed to Robin Hood Men and Tights. It's like you know the 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 stars are out and you're so beautiful. Like the wine is dry <laughs> and, and you're, you're so, so beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> Be uh, I, I I don't know what's wrong with my brain. You know that is a a little aside. Is it uh, people our age? Are the only ones Love. who appreciate that movie, Robin Hood Men in Tights? They're like, no. If you if you were not a child when Men in Tights came out, you hated it. Yeah, but if you are if you are our age, you're like, no, that shit was great. Gold. I ate it up. Yeah, and then it, the same can be said about a lot of Mel Brooks's stuff. If you were not uh, in like Monty Python, if you were not a child when that stuff. If you weren't exposed to it when you were a child, then you will not like it. <laughs> you cannot take Money Python and show it to a grown-ass adult and then be like, oh, yeah, this is really funny. They're going to be mean, like, what the hell's wrong with you? I mean, I, I mean, I I mean they it. did in the 70s. <laughs> well, I mean, I, got, I, it was a high school for me, but I guess that's not, you know, it's still not too bad off. So, mm. anyway. I'm just saying that both types of humor don't really go for an adult you, anymore you, you, you yeah. need some you need some prep you need some prep work to get you there yeah you have to already be in in on the joke all right anyway <laughs> a, a side over uh in this sparkler the winemaker stopped the fermentation process just before the yeast ate all the sugar leaving a tiny amount behind in the wine uh champagne is the most common sparkler i so I don't like the way that this uh, article yeah. from Wine Folly was uh, referring to them all as sparklers. Just picturing like a sparkler jammed into the top of the cork of a bottle of wine. Just freedom. It is near the 4th of July. Hmm. It's also close to Bastille Day. <laughs> yeah. I, I was just thinking, though, I was like, you know, Italy didn't really help us that much. So uh, maybe we should get a French wine to do it. Mm. Uh, anyway, uh, champagne is the most common sparkler to be labeled a brute. Extra dry is our next type. This type of sparkler is dry, but not as dry as a brute or extra brute, meaning it retains no sense. Then, yeah, it, it retains a slight sweetness. It's not sugary sweet, although 
They are noticeably sweeter than Brut wines. Uh, Prosecco is most often extra dry. The extra dry is sweeter than than the other thing. I'm just saying, like, I need something sweeter. Let's get through the extra dry. I don't think you understand what I'm asking for. (laughs) Yeah. It's very, yeah. The terminology, it makes you, it goes the other way with what you think. Uh, Demisec, this is sweet sparkling wine. One would usually drink Demisec with dessert, as there is a prevalent amount of noticeable sugar. Hmm. Prosecco is made in... I'm just picturing triple sec now. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Prosecco is made in the Veneto region of Italy, around the city of Treviso, about 15 miles, or 24 kilometers, if you happen to be there. North of Venice, whereas Champagne is specifically made in the Champagne region of France, which we've talked about before. Yeah. If it's that, that's one of those uh, appellations where if like it has to be from that region to be called Champagne. Yeah. Uh, where Prosecco, I guess it's helpful if it's made in that area. Doesn't uh, have which, to be. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's where, essentially where, just that, that it's Italian. That area is much closer to Germany than I think of the rest of Italy being. Because, <laughs> like, when you think Italy, you're usually thinking, like, you know, somewhere near Rome or maybe near, like, yeah, the actual yeah. boot Down. end. It's, like, it's shockingly close to the border if you pull up, like, where that city is. Oh. Hmm. So you're telling me they had some tense moments in Prosecco in the 40s. <laughs> I mean, everything was fine during the 30s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Prosecco is made with Prosecco, a.k.a. Galera. Sure. Uh, Prosecco grapes. Yeah. Like, it's basically, sure. the, the Galera grapes are what you make Prosecco with. Mm-hmm. Uh, a standard pour of Prosecco has 121 calories and is about 11% ABV. For those who, you know, want to be in the know on that. In case you're looking to downgrade your abvs and calories and you know throw back to the news episode maybe drink some gin that isn't really gin there it is there was a thing i was trying to get to oh oh yeah couldn't think of it gotcha in case you're just wanting some you know basically berry juice (laughs) so uh 12 to 14 dollars for a good entry level prosecco the that's that's pretty affordable i I must have gone top shelf when i bought prosecco yeah I, I damn near paid $30. Oh, yeah. Uh, aside, this should have been in the beginning of the show. I did a nice little shoe shoehorn in here. When I was buying the Prosecco, um, as I walked in, they'll put uh, whiskeys, not rare, rare, but just like, you know, you don't see it on the shelf anymore kind of stuff. They'll just put them up at the customer service counter, and as you're walking by, you just grab the bottles. Well, they had some McKenna 10-year. I was like, don't Ooh. mind if I do. Grabbed a bottle, oh. and then I'm going to check out, knowing I've got, like, a $25 bottle of Prosecco with me. And then they're like, $68.50. And I'm like, ha ba 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 Jeez. Yeah. Uh, so your McKenna 10-year is, other sources were telling me it is, uh, like, MSRP is $34.99 for That's McKenna 10-year. And then they marked it up another 6 bucks where I was at. And I was like, holy crap. So... And she had already rung it up, so I just went ahead with it. But yeah, forty bucks for a bottle of McKenna ten year. I was like, 
it's a good bourbon, not at that price. That's bananas. That well, I was like, no, forty bucks. That should have been an E. H. Taylor. Yeah, I was I was plenty mad. E. H. Taylor or an Eagle Rare or something like that. Not oh, yeah. McKenna Ten Year. I I was pissed because they didn't have any price tag on it. I was like, again, it was one hundred percent my fault. I should have gone. Yep. Hey, how much is this? Instead of just yeah. like swiping the bottle and moving on. But still pissed. Well, and again, Jim called all this. Yes. But anyway, so uh, Prosecco. It is produced using an affordable method called the tank method. I do not believe we've covered the tank method. Yeah, I didn't think I, so I, either. I would think I was thinking about that before. I'm, so, I'm not sure, but there's an autoclave involved. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So Prosecco's tank method, a.k.a. Charmat method, uh, Methodo Italiano. Which just, you know, it's better. Cuvée Close. Yeah, Cuvée Close Autoclave. Examples are uh, Prosecco and... Lambrusco. Lambrusco. Although I think it... That, that makes it sound very Russian. I, I went and need a man. Is Lambrusco See, it, it, it also makes me think of pros- prosciutto, and now oh, I'm hungry. Yes. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. When is prosciutto bad? Never. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could just tell, like, all of us are just like, is it prosciutto? Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, bottle pressure is going to be 2 to 4 atmospheres, or 30 to 60 PSI. The tank method came about during the industrial advancements made in the early 20th century, and is the main process used for Prosecco and Lambrusco wines. Okay, before we discuss what it actually is, here's my guess. You get a tank, like a Sherman or a <laughs> Abrams or something, you right. drive it into your, into your vineyard, you load up stuff into the gun, you fire it, and it becomes wine. You you know you pack it all down. Nose. You pack it all down the barrel, and you uh, you str- or pack it down the barrel of the tank, and then you strap a wine barrel to the end of the tank. <laughs> Just shoot it in there, and it shoots it in the barrel, and then shoots it off the front of the tank as well, and it just gotta, lands perfectly. Is it? You shoot it into the barrel. The barrel has a small spigot. It fires through the spigot into a bottle <laughs> some feet away, and becomes ex- immediate wine. <laughs> Yes, on the money. Flash aging. <laughs> All right, so what is tank? What is the tank method, actually? The major difference between tank method and the traditional method is the removal of the individual bottle as the vessel used uh, to turn a still wine into sparkling one. Instead, oh, because, they because do, with, usually you just put it in there before yeah. it's finished doing its stuff, mm-hmm. so it still bubbles. Mm. So you just do it. The whole that. Instead, base wines are added together with the sugar and yeast mixture uh, into a large tank. As the wine has a second fermentation, the CO2 released from the fermentation causes the tank to pressurize, whereafter wines are then filtered, dosed with uh, expedition liqueur, and bottled without aging. Tank method sparkling wines have a much more freshly made character, with stronger secondary yeasty flavors. Some may argue that the tank method is not as high quality of a production method as the traditional method of sparkling wine. While the process is more affordable and thus is popular with lower quality wines, it is still used for fine sparkling winemaking. Look, as long as it comes out fine, it's okay. All right. Well, uh, I am gonna I'm gonna link to the um, so even though like we do have some some annoying bits on that wine folly article, 
it, it also provided like a lot of really good notes on um, flavor profiles and such. Some good uh, visual aids. Yeah, a few like infographic kind of things that were very nice. Um, a couple mm. of them we have in our notes right now. Um, but so we're going to get into the actual drinking of the beverage. So tasting notes. Prosecco tends to have more present fruit and flower aromas, which uh, which are a product of the grape. Because the wines are aged in large tanks with less pressure, Prosecco bubbles are lighter, frothy, and spritzy um, with less persistence. Finer Prosecco wines often exhibit notes of tropical fruits, banana cream, hazelnut, vanilla, and honeycomb. Those are very Honeycomb pretty- big? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Big, yeah, it's not big small. tanks. No, no, no. Uh, prosecco should be served cold, uh, so about 38 to 45 degrees Fahrenheit, 3 to 7 Celsius. And most will agree that the best glass to serve prosecco in is a sparkling tulip glass. The tulip glass is ideal because it's taller and slender, which helps prevent the bubbles finesse uh, for a long, longer period of time, while the large bulb at the top helps collect more of the wine's floral aromas. Wait, you mean a a drinking horn is not not the preferred vessel. Yeah, I mean, I I I think they just weren't considering it. I mean, it's nord it's nordist. <laughs> it is. They they have a prejudice against uh, the Nordic peoples, who yeah. would honestly use anything that holds liquid as a drinking vessel. I mean, yeah. All right, uh, food pairing. Uh, I actually, speaking of what we were just talking about in food, <laughs> Prosecco leans more towards the sweeter end of the spectrum. And because of this, it's an ideal match with cured meats and, yes. fruit, and fruit driven appetizers like prosciutto wrapped melon and mm. middleweight Asian dishes such as okay, hold thai on. noodles does that mean and sushi. Like it's, does that mean it's fighting like sugar rave? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or what do they mean by middleweight? So it gives the example of Thai noodles and sushi. Mm. So like not like a heavy like making me um, general chicken. I don't know. The middleweight food champion of the world. Wow. Uh, so champagne is a cooler growing region than prosecco. This results in grapes that are that tend um, are leaner with higher acidity. Oh, I'm gonna butcher this word. The Valdo. Biadene, a region in Italy where Prosecco grows, is certainly still cool, but much less so than Champagne. See a magician? I'm pretty sure it's a magician. It's gotta be. Valdo Blane. It does sound like... like it, you can just see the, that script in your head. Like the, that font, you know? And I, I just the concept of resistant Prosecco <laughs> is as old as history itself. Exactly. Okay, did, did you watch going? that, by the way? I have seen that, yeah, that no, when, bit. When, so many times no, the new he video. starts doing no. it and I you know no, 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 I oh. mean the new one too oh, okay, but I was just watching it going like I, I I swear to you I know this bit too I know it by heart I'm pretty sure everyone in Diamond Club can just do the bit in Forshwood I'm so excited for that that series anyway okay sorry <laughs> so easy to do asides uh, so tips on finding high quality Prosecco the classification styles of Prosecco are marked on the bottleneck the classification mm. is visible on uh, the bottleneck, so you've got uh, a f- few options here. So you've got Prosecco DOC. It's the most common quality level of Prosecco, and it can be made in nine provinces spanning uh, Veneto and um, Friuli Venezia uh, Giuffria. 
Geophilia. Yeah. It doesn't uh, say those anything regions. on the neck. Um, you've also got Prosecco Conagliano Valdobbiadene Superiore DOCG. Also, I'm sorry because Italian. Sure. Um, grapes are blended. <laughs> we didn't have any of these words. Yeah. I know. I, this is all my fault. Uh, <laughs> she did it to herself. Yeah, I did. Um, but that's the uh, that's the level I think that I got. Oh, of the the second one there? Uh, I got the... DOCG? Superior DOCG. Yes, that's what this one yes. is. Okay. Yes. Um, so the grapes are blended from a smaller, more focused growing area between the uh, the V-word region that we mentioned and uh, Conigliano in the hills. These hills are known to produce some of the most concentrated Prosecco wines. Interesting. Um, Prosecco wine. <laughs> okay, okay. So you made that work. I was thinking about that earlier. I was like, how are we doing the song? Uh, okay, so a solo Prosecco DOCG <clears throat> across the river from the uh, aforementioned region you can find another smaller hillside region producing the uh, excellent wines from the high quality standards. Wines are labeled a solo prosecco on the bottle and formerly holy Osolani. Asolani. Uh, the next one is prosecco. Cogliani Valdo Biadene Superiore Rive DOCG. All of that. Wines made from specific communes or vineyards within. That region, uh, there are forty-three. <laughs> yeah, there are forty-three communes that can be labeled as such. Apparently, I want I want a sounder for the. I wish we could have had it just from Ghostbusters to the. His name is Vigo. Oh, oh. <laughs> damn! Yes, we. Ah, uh, why do we think these things too late? Uh, okay, the last one is Valdo Biadene. Biadene. Valdo Bane Superior de Cartesi. D-O-C-G. Yep. Uh, probably mm. Cartizze, though, the two Zs. Cartizze. Oh, yeah, you're uh, right. Sorry. A micro region of just 265 acres just outside of that uh, the other region towards the west side. Um, that's commonly, the, v, the V region. Yeah. Commonly considered to be one of the finest terroirs. Uh, terroirs? I'm, I'm saying that wrong. Terroir. For Prosecco in the world. Mm. So, the finest terrorists for Prosecco <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yes. Okay, I've got to Google Translate this real quick. Let's see how close I was. I need to hear it. So I got uh, the second best uh, distinction on Prosecco. All right. Okay. Valdo Biadene. Valdo Biadene. What the robot man said. Yeah. Valdo Biadene. Italian. Mm-hmm. Like okay. I said, third best. <laughs> third best. I, te- I speak that robot Italian. Jeez. All right. So speaking of those fun words... Speaking of robot Italian. <laughs> Drink with me, friend. And it actually did make that sound, and then it quickly died down. <laughs> it, it made a nice explosion when I popped the cord. Oh, I meant like more like the bubbly sound. I was afraid the baby woke up. Uh, after after three sheets, I became paranoid of any any like cork thing. It's like, no, no, as gently as possible. Yeah. I don't trust myself Just, to open them. Do, 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 do. If I hear just a, I was like, ah, I did it too much. Um. So I. So we we got the the one bottle of prosecco. Um, which was the Santa Margarita brand. So I can yes, it is. Uh, 
I, I pulled up a bunch of the details here. Oh, okay. And yes, it is the Santa Margarita. Valdo. You, you said it. What was that? Valdo Biadene. Valdo Biadene. Prosecco Superior DOCG. So I tried I tried it by itself. Um, I've had Prosecco like, I think two other times besides this. <laughs> Not a fan. <laughs> well, it is 11.5% alcohol by volume. Uh, they suggest mm-hmm. a serving temperature of 43 to 47 degrees Fahrenheit. Right, right. The recommended glass, a medium-sized tulip-shaped glass narrowing at the rim, not not the glass monogrammed drinking horn that I currently am enjoying mine through. Uh, the grapes are from an altitude of 985 to 1,640 feet above sea level. That's type, like so specific. Type of soil uh, is morainic in origin with little depth. Uh, the training system that they used was Silva's double-arched cane. Uh, the plant density is 1,215 to 1,620 per acre. The harvest period is the second half of September. Uh, the aging potential is only one to two years and is meant to be enjoyed fresh. Yeah. The sugar content is 11 grams per 750 milliliter bottle. That's not bad. That's which like... I have enjoyed pretty much all of. I, I've drank it all except for whatever you used. Yeah, I didn't use <laughs> a ton. So, yeah, so I tried a little bit of it in the glass at first. Not a fan. Don't like it by itself. Just not a pers- I'm just not a... I only like the one kind, like I like red wine. Red, kind of red wine. I was asking for that. Um, but so that's kind of where it stops. And then even then, I still don't drink it a lot because wine mouth. And um, so I, I, I thought you wanted it to stay close to you. Okay, so uh, <laughs> so I, ahead of time, I did look up cocktail recipes. And um, so the famous cocktail with Prosecco actually is called the Bellini. Uh, mm-hmm. I did not go for that one though. Um, I found another one that I, I got hooked on the idea because it mentioned limes, and I'm kind of a lime freak. So um, it involves prosecco, uh, blackberries, lime, and gin. Um, okay, it's fine. <laughs> it, I guess like because I'm like neutral on gin, and I don't like the prosecco, so like. I think there was no amount of blackberries and lime that I could have added to still make it even more, even better. You know, um, it looks a lot nicer than it tastes. Like it looks all like, like you ordered this from somewhere, you know, like with the stuff that's in it, <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's fine. Like I'll probably like finish it or whatever, but yeah, not, it's just not my jam. Not a sparkling wine person, not a wine person just generally. So, well, oh well. you say it's the most popular. I think I actually made the most popular. Oh yeah, prosecco yeah, yeah. Uh, cocktail, and I just had mimosa. I just I, I put a splash of simply orange with mango, which is the best simply orange. I don't know why you're buying anything else. And then just... drank the entire bottle of prosecco. Like that that splash is pretty much gone, and now we're just down to some like muddled prosecco in the bottom of my horn. No, that's just how it happens. Yeah. <sighs> well. Uh, I was not drinking to style today. Uh, I'm drinking to yeah. style and you're not. I know. I know. I, Madness. I, 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 Dogs and cats. I just didn't want to go. Living together. I didn't want to. 
mass hysteria. I didn't want to buy a whole bottle of wine that I was going to throw away. Like that's that's basically what it boiled down to. You had some you had someone you could split this with. I uh, sure. yes I, yes I just, theoretically someone I'm splitting this with who took like a splash of it and then I, I drank some. the whole bottle. I mean that's not my fault that you chose a better cocktail. Whatever. <laughs> but uh, so instead. I got something that maybe uh, if you look at, you could confuse for for Prosecco, or at least I, a mimosa. I, it I does was, look like a mimosa. To uh, be fair. For, a, for a few hot minutes, I was watching you drink. I was like, I thought he wasn't drinking to style. <laughs> no. Uh, then, then I, it dawned uh, on pick, me, it's like, clearly it's a cloudy IPA. Uh, it's it's not. Haze is not strong with you, bro? It It's swole is what it is. Oh, yes. You're Berliner. Yeah. Uh no, this is a swole from street side, a Berliner Weiss with tr- tropical fruits. Uh, so it's a fruit beer. <laughs> it's a 4.5% uh, ABV. There are no IBUs that can be found. Hmm. Just can't register them. Because of Berliner Weiss, <laughs> I guess. And uh, the description from the can says, Swole, our collaboration with the Cincinnati Craft Brew- Beer Club is a tropical fruit uh, punch uh, Berliner Weiss packed with packed full of mango, pink guava, blood orange, pineapple, and apricot. Mm. We say this thing is tropical. We damn well mean it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I brought some to my game night the other night. Uh, shared a can there, and then remembered I had another can left. Uh, so I thought I'd have some of that for the show. Uh, unrelated. Did try that Braxton Labs French toast. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's kind of <laughs> like it's fine. It, it's kind of nah. It's okay. It, it's it's a good. It's a bit rich, but not balanced. It's not. It's not at all French toast. But I mean, it, it's fine. It, it claims maple and vanilla added. I found no maple nor any vanilla. But the swole was good. So. Swole was good. <laughs> the swole was basically a mimosa. That's yeah. what it looked like. Yeah, that's, no that's what it. <laughs> It's not unlike what it would taste like. <laughs> slightly mean, fewer, uh, slightly lower ABV, but pretty much a mimosa. So. If you were making a beer mosa with this, I think you'd have a good... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, you're yeah. onto something there, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot of sugar, yeah. though. All right. Well, uh, if you have any... Uh, uh, if you need any ideas like that, you can subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com, or you can follow us at haveadrinkshow on social media or twitch.tv. Uh, you can also tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. Uh, you can use the email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com, or you can also use the feedback page on the website. Uh, you know, Stop burning down bourbon uh, distilleries. That's not a good way to get our attention. Those aren't the smoke mm. signals we're, we're asking for. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that I said that. I just look up in here. I just see, mmm, bitch. <laughs> all right, guys. All joking fun aside, like remind everyone to please drink responsibly. Yes. Nice. All right. Well, you can check us out again next weekend for our next live episode. And of course, remember to check out Patreon.com/slash Have a Drink Show. Once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Fraser. And I'm Christopher Walker. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.
Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs>